Yeah, I suppose I'm humbled more than anything. Um, there's so many people that could have got this award, but look, I, 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 enjoy, look, I enjoyed the night. It was great. It was great to meet all the people here and to see all the young footballers and hurlers and the camogie players and stuff like that. So, yeah, it is a great honour for, for me, for my family and for O'Donovan Rossa for the, for the club and, and all the teammates I've played with down the years. That's the most important thing. That's what it's about. It's about playing the game. And you played a lot over the years with various teammates. I mean, I'm going back to the early 80s yeah. when you were playing uh, your first competitive Gaelic football game. This was with St. Faulkner's de La Salle College in Skibbereen. Yeah. Uh, you won the Coronavirie medal with them in 1982. So that's going back where, where it kind of started, would you say, really getting into competitive games? Uh, I suppose you can go back earlier than that in that when I grew up in Skibbereen, West Cork at the time had a lot of very good underage teams. And the likes of Skibbereen, Castlehaven, uh, Clonakilty, Bandon, Dunmanway... Um, they were all quite handy teams, right? So we were all playing against each other and we actually didn't know what the standard was. And by playing against each other at that level, it meant that we were improving each other and it wasn't until we got a small bit older and we played maybe against other teams in the city and outside of Cork that we realised that the standard we were actually playing at was a very high standard, probably inter-county standard. So... The club championship underage in West Cork back then, I would equate with any standard anywhere else in the country. It would be inter-county standard. And it showed up years after with all the teams winning the counties. The likes of Berra, Castlehaven, Skibreen, Clonakilty, winning counties. That was the golden era, really. And that all came from uh, really competitive underage structures and playing against each other. So uh, th- I suppose that's where the competitiveness came from. Going to St. Foxes and playing with the school uh, brought us outside the county and playing other teams. We enjoy that as well, and I think that's very, very important. I have a huge emphasis on, on uh, school football and secondary school in particular. And then, of course going on from secondary school to O'Donovan Rossa yeah. and winning the county under 21 championship yeah. in 1984 that continued your strive yeah uh, yeah we beat the bars in 1984 uh, went on then um, won the All-Ireland under 21 with Cork uh, and won the under 20 there was three under 21s in a row at the time and there was a minor in 1981 and there was a lot of West Cork players involved in that so when you, when you look back at the time, you had a car leaving Skibreen, picking up Mick Maguire in Castle Towns and Niall Collan, John Cleary, Ona Manny, uh, myself, just to name a few uh, at the time. That's all that would fit into that car heading from West Cork. So, you know, it, it was a very good standard, actually. You know, um, again, we had great fun going up the road to... Jesus, we used to leave Skibreen at lunchtime to go training um, to head off to Carrig Navarre, right? And at that time, there was no bypasses. You had to go right through Patrick Street and out over McCurtain Street and out to Carrig Navarre. But we had great fun. They were all good players. They were top, top players, all of them. Real top players. Top inter-county players, you know. So that just gives you the standard of players that were around at the time. Really, really good players, you know. Yeah, some big names you mentioned there that are legends now of Cork GA, and you touched on Intercounty. I mean, when you look at the massive success in the All-Ireland football final wins in 1989 and 1990, people still remember both those years with such fondness here in Cork. Yeah, I suppose 89 was a relief to us, really, because 
Uh, we played 87-88, and we should have won more, really. We should have won one of, one of them at least. I, did both of them go to a replay? I'm not sure. I think they may have. My memory doesn't serve. One of them definitely went to a replay anyway. But we should have won more than that. You know? But 89 against Mayo was a relief. 90 was a vindictive. Well, it validated the team really by beating Meath. Right, so look, uh, but we should have won more. Uh, looking back now on it, do you know what? I, I think of the ones we lost rather than the ones we won. Actually, it's when I when I think, when I sit down thinking sometimes and reflecting on things, it's the ones that we lost hurt most. Actually, there's a relief in the ones you won, but the ones you lost, it really hurts. You know, we should have won more. Yeah, it's tough when you lose, it's, especially yeah. for a team basis. It might be hard to yeah. describe that for people who didn't play yeah. sport, but yeah. it kind of gets you, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. And look, it's, it's a collective thing as well. I know it's very individual because you have to be right yourself. You have to have yourself right. You have to play well yourself before you can contribute to a team. But it is a group. And it's not just the players. There's a huge p- people involved, including that. You have all the people that that assist you throughout the year. You know, like you, you name Masseurs people that go to the games Cork football is a very small community that's squashed between Kerry football and Cork hurling and it's a very tight community actually and it's the same people all the time you know the same well wishes when you were when something happens in your life and you're looking for support they're always there to help you when you when you celebrate something they're always there to help you they're the people that give you a ring that's a very small enough community in Cork right but it's a very tight community and then speaking of community, what really was great for Skibbereen was in 1992 yeah. and the win and the county win for O'Donovan Rossa, which you were part of. Yeah, that was fantastic. Um, I'm not sure it will be done again, actually, because the super clubs have taken over. All right. I'm not sure a rural place like Skibbereen uh, can now go on and win an All-Ireland club. It's going to be very difficult for them because you have all the super clubs that are out there now that are just huge with all the backing, financial and, and every other way. It's going to be very difficult to do it. But going back then, yes, uh, that win was a very special thing. Again, built on underage success, uh, built on a local national school teacher, Dermot O'Donovan, and all the support structures in the club up along. But it started off with him giving us the love of football, the skills of football, um, and it just shows the role that schools play in development of underage football. It's so, so important. Yeah, we loved it. And it was very special. And it made it more special then when Mick McCarthy died. Mick was killed in an accident. That even bonded us a little more in that without Mick, we would not have won it. We, had, we would have had no hope of winning it. And when he died, then it kind of made it a little more special to us all. You know, something that will always be with us. You touched there on a club like Skibbereen and, and winning in the future. We speak to so many rural clubs. You know yourself at underage level, yeah. and many of them merging. Is that something that people are fearing in the future? Maybe things have changed since the pandemic that you're seeing a lot of people in those areas moving towards city clubs and city areas for work. Or do you think it might change because of what has happened in the last few years? Would you be hopeful? I'd be hopeful. Uh, I think all the rural clubs need all the support they can get. But there is 
a, a change. There is a migration to urban centres. If you look at the, the population of the country now, uh, Dublin and Leinster in particular, sure, the population there is frightening. The west of Ireland, the, 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 all down Clare, Kerry, West Cork, quite a lot of depopulation going into urban areas. Okay, you can say there were people did go back to the countryside during, uh, during the COVID and people working from home and Luckily, you have all these digital hubs around the country where people can work from, and it may help. But unfortunately, there is depopulation, and clubs are... It's, it's, it's all about the players. It's all about giving kids an opportunity to play the game they want to play. Clubs are going to have to merge, unfortunately, to be competitive, not even to be competitive, to give lads, boys and girls games. And the biggest positive I see over the last 10 years in the J is the ladies' football and hurling. It's been magnificent for the J. It's given it new life. It's doubled the size of clubs, the, the, the size of the playing population. And it's given, given it new life. You can see new sponsors can come in. The game is lovely to watch. It's fast, it's open, it's not as defensive, it's not pulling and dragging. It's attractive to watch. So it's given new life to it, but certainly it's a struggle at the moment for rural clubs. And of course then when you moved on and retired, as they say, from the game, you went into media broadcasting and then with the Sunday game uh, with RTE, you, you, people loved you in that. You really enjoyed it and you were quite honest, but passion was always something that came from you and your love of the J. Yeah, I suppose I love the games. Uh, I actually enjoyed my time uh, working in the Sunday game. I get 19 years, believe it or not, I was in the Sunday game. And I saw, I suppose you're privileged. You're in a really privileged position when you're in something like the Sunday game because you're there for all the big days. You're there for the days where people live out their dream uh, at in a Munster final, a Leinster final, a Leinster or Connacht final, uh, and in Crow Park on the big days. You know, you see what it means to families and you see what it means to individuals when they get over the line. You see the heart as well when people, um, when people don't get over the line. You see people getting injured. You see people being dropped. You get older yourself and you have kids. So you have a better perspective on life. So when you're playing, all that matters is winning. And when you're younger. But when you get a small bit older and you get a bit of perspective on life, uh, you, you can relate a little more to the human side of it and what it means to the individual and the families and the support structures that are there. And it's a tough, tough, tough thing playing elite sport. It's, uh, everybody wants to be there. Everybody would love to be there. But it's bloody hard being there. It's bloody hard for all those kids, boys and girls, playing at that top level. They need every support they can get. You know, but I love my time in the Sunday game. Uh, really enjoyed it. Met some fantastic people. Um, but then again, you have a time. And your time is over when you're not playing at the highest level or managing at the highest level. It's important then to leave the young guys and girls back in again and get a new, fresh perspective on it because your time is gone. And it's important to realize when your time is gone and leave those kids in and leave them have their perspective because the game evolves so much. Very true. When you were involved in coaching yourself, so you saw that firsthand. And now from your experience on the field, off the field, in media, in coaching, looking at the Cork teams now, all the Cork teams from ladies football yeah. to hurling, are you confident we'll see more success over the next few years in Cork? Even looking around us here tonight, how the, all the various teams are gelling more so is what a lot of people are saying tonight here in the room. 
Yeah, it's it's encouraging. The Cork hurlers are really positive in what they're doing. Uh, of course, they've they've had a lot of success in developing squads up along the years, and and the schools. I think schools is so so important. Um, Christians have brought a, a, a new meaning to that. Um, so I think the Cork hurlers, Cork footballers, are improving. Um, a lot of good young players coming along that that will be nurtured. So they are improving. I'm very confident in the group that's there supporting the Cork footballers at the moment. Look, I know John Cleary. We went to school together. Uh, we played on the same teams going up. And John will have a steady influence on them and he'll get the best out of them with the support structures. The selectors he have are really, really good. Um, Cork football has a way to go. Being honest, a way to go, but they will get there. They will get there with the support that's there. I, I'm very confident at that. And there's some really good young footballers coming through. And the beauty of it is their forwards. You can have all the backs in the world, but you need the pretty boys up front to get the scores. And there's some really good young lads coming through, like Kahala Manny, there are no young Corbett. They're two top players. Uh, hopefully they won't get injured and they, they'll get through the year and develop as players but there's some really good players there and hopefully uh, and my wish is that they improve this year that they get to the all the, the super eights in the year and that they have a good a good season there that's that 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 is a good thing but they need consistency and you only get consistency over time you can't get it straight away it's very difficult for that well, again, Tony, congratulations on winning the Donnelly Han Award this evening here with C103 in the Rochester Park Hotel. And best of luck to yourself as well in the future. And hopefully we will have more silver or whatever type of wear for yeah. Cork over the next while. And, and before we finish, can I just say that local radio is so, so important. Like, when you look at Paddy Palmer and what happened, Paddy, what a character, and... The outpouring of love and grief that was shown when, when, with Paddy's passing, it just shows the influence that local media has. And look, everything is local and everything is about community. Uh, all local media. And when I was growing up, the Southern Star was our local paper uh, below in West Cork. And we were waiting for a Wednesday for it to come out. We used to go up to Mrs. Cronin's shop, uh, Pat Cronin's grandmother, the hurler from Ballancolleg, actually, up to her shop for the thing. So listen, you're doing a great job as well because uh, radio is particularly is very intimate and it's fantastic to hear the game. So well done to you guys too and keep it up.